Movies by Minutes, project number five. It's Silverado this time. That's no jive. By Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the show. Let's settle up now, kids, because here we go. Howdy, and welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute podcast. Each day, or each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed Western Silverado, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of the Rocketeer Minute and the Apollo 13 Minute. And I'm Chris Henry from the Apollo 13 Minute. And we are back at the end of, uh, gosh, they're never going to get up this stairway. Um, Mal and uh, Ray are having this uh, heated discussion as to what to do, and they're throwing cliched lines out that have been around since... Uh, the jazz singer that I don't, <laughs> I don't have family anymore. You're not in my family. And, um, uh, that's, you know, the first half of this is just them having this argument where they're, they're not family anymore. And, uh, the second half of this is a, a big party out in the middle of, uh, what looks like the set of Oklahoma. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, we're going to just get a lot of people telling, telling us what they're going to do. Um, well, let's, uh, I mean, I, I keep thinking there's a lot of movies where this particular cliched line comes up where, you know, uh, Mal says, Ray, all we got is each other. And Ray leans forward and says, I don't have any family anymore. And then she walks past him. And so, um, and I, I was thinking that uh, in The Jazz Singer, the uh, the 1927 um, Warner Brothers movie, as well as the, uh, was it 1978 or 1979, you know, Neil Diamond movie. It's um, the... The families don't agree with each other. Members of the family don't agree with each other, and they, you know, write them out of their lives. Um, I'm sure there are others, but it, it escapes me uh, at the moment. I should have probably written down a, a pile. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're basically the outcast. Um, maybe the Lion King. I don't know. It's, uh, uh, but it's uh, yeah, just giving up on giving up on family. Uh, so, uh, but that's. The other, I mean, I, yeah, I understand the the actress is a beautiful woman, but it's the, the other disturbing thing about this is how beautiful Ray's teeth are. And I keep thinking, I keep thinking, you know, in the Wild West, I don't think they had dentists that good. It was, no, they did not. <laughs> no, it's, but it's, uh, I, I mean, we're not watching, we're not watching a, a movie about the West. We're watching a Western, which this thing has every, every cliche you can think of dropped in. One of the things I wondered is I'm a, um, I think it's, I love the Wild West. Uh, I think it's a neat uh, time frame. And um, I, I, I always enjoy any time I can get out to, to a territory that looks a little similar to what you've seen in the movies. But I, I, I wondered, if, <clears throat> whatever happened to the set, does this set still exist, I wonder? Yeah, unfortunately, this is the same, this is the same set where uh, Alec Baldwin was filming his uh, Rust movie there in, uh, oh. in, uh, in New Mexico. So this is a, kind of a site, as we're recording, this is a, a recent tragedy with uh, the loss of a, a, a cinematographer who was working on a, on a Western, and uh, that, that's kind of up in the air as to safety and, uh, and how, how that was going to be taken care of. But yeah, that's the same town they built. This uh, this whole town out there in North in um, New Mexico was built in twelve weeks. They built forty different uh, buildings. This is known as the Cook Ranch, and uh, they built forty different buildings in under twelve weeks. Uh, so there's all kinds of uh, and they they've been used in you know they they were used in like tombstone and uh, 
Wyatt Earp and a bunch of different uh, different westerns that were filmed that followed in the eighties, uh, which is kind of surprising how much money they they invested in this thing because uh, a lot of movies uh, didn't make money. They were like I mean most notoriously in nineteen eighty uh, the film Heaven's Gate was shot and that destroyed uh, that that pretty much destroyed United Artists. United Artists had to sell out to uh, to MGM because of uh, the money they lost making the movie Heaven's Gate. Uh, so this, this was kind of a gamble putting that much cash in, but apparently, you know, the, the, the money they built in building this, uh, uh, this, this whole place uh, is eventually paying off for itself with all the Westerns, TV shows and things that were shot on there. Um, if you watch the, uh, the television show Enterprise, the, uh, there's a, there's a scene where they're in an alien planet, but it seems to have uh, been, you know, uh, settled by uh, people that were from the 1880s and somehow made it to this planet. That's also shot in uh, in this uh, in this location, at least one of the locations that that they use for this. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quite an elaborate, yeah, one of the more elaborate sets I've I've seen in a motion picture. I mean, you don't usually see an entire town built out. Oh, one of the other one of the other famous. Uh, Although heavily, uh, they they changed a lot of the fronts. The uh, uh, the big uh, town fight scene in the original movie Thor, where he's fighting that big robot, that's that's shot pretty much where uh, where Ray and Mal are standing. There's a uh, that that coffee shop that Thor walks into, and or you know a bar and wants to get another you know slamming coffee cups and, and things. Um, that's that's pretty much right where they're standing. Huh. So, uh, that's wild it's amazing how stuff gets reused in different movies like that, yeah. yeah yeah it's uh, uh right now we're watching uh i mean an interesting group um this is a deep cut for 80s kids but uh i mean an interesting facebook group uh about the history of hardcastle mccormick uh, oh yeah and it's amazing how the car the coyote turned up in a whole bunch of other stuff after the show really wow. uh, yeah it's interesting yeah, very interesting Wow. Um, Hollywood reuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. That I, I, gosh, I haven't watched Hard Castle McCormick in, for, in forever. Um, the, uh, but you know, and, and it's funny the two the two uh, main stars in that show were uh, were in a lot of uh, Western oh, yeah. um, films. The, uh, uh. But I and just I mean we're gonna let's let's jump the track here. You know, uh, Daniel Hugh Kelly uh, just wanted to mention the one thing that the two of us have in common is uh, we're both from Elizabeth, New Jersey. He, uh, oh, that's cool. He and I went to the same uh, elementary school. So. Oh, that's right. I think you remember. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, he's had a different he's had a different career track than I did, but that, <laughs> well, yeah, that's okay though. But it's it, it's it's good. Um, <laughs> well, we uh, we're getting back to the list where we've we've got that that first. Uh, you know, the first half of the thing was uh, was Ray and Mal having this breakup scene. And uh, and then we go to, as far as I can tell, I, I scrubbed through the movie again last week. And as far as I can tell, this next scene has the most extras of any uh, of any of the scenes in the movie. There's 52, uh, when I free, freeze framed it, wow. I counted, there's 52 extras on set uh, dancing around. There's, and they're all over the place. I mean, there's if if you watch the scene, they're having this hoedown in the middle of. Uh, I believe it's a hoot nanny. A hoot nanny. Excuse, yes. pardon me. Yes, <laughs> I get my get my Western terminology uh, uh, right, and it's uh, it's too early for a shindig. So, um, <laughs> the uh, 
but they're they're out having a having a great old time and there are there are people on the roof of a, what looks like some kind of a sod house there and they're they're dancing around and and there's uh they're just apparently having some kind of a buffet it looks like a covered dish dinner which i didn't know that they had in the 1870s but i guess some this was was corningware available back then <laughs> it's the same pattern that uh, we all have yeah 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 it's uh mr tupper is probably there thinking well we could come up with some way of storing this stuff for later yeah. um but uh, yeah, and there's you know it's just a, it's a great scene with uh, all this uh, covered wagon you know, covered wagons pulled up and there's yeah you know, just it it's just it looks like it's this is the the wagon train that that uh, made it made it through uh, uh, Turley and all that and now they're just uh, cleaned up and and fortunately I, they may have the same uh, th that may be uh, the other the the ZZ Top opening band from yeah. Back to the Future too Back to the Future yeah um, it has a, a, a pretty substantial uh, uh at least at least three instruments there's a guitar and a and a, and a, a jaw harp and a um a fiddle so uh i can't i think there's somebody in the back of that it may, there might be there might be two guitars there's somebody doing something behind the fiddle player but i don't know i don't know what he's doing but there's at least I, and i didn't bring a drummer um but they they all seem to have a remarkable uh uh, projection capabilities that, that <laughs> 50 people can hear hear them all playing and uh, and still have a conversation but uh it's quite a quite a big uh square dance going on and um it, it, the the other thing that i mean the other thing that bothers well the one the one thing that bothers me is they all seem to know how to dance in unison which may i, I mean i've 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 been i live in texas so we have square dances and things and um maybe maybe these people know how to dance all in uh in concert with each other but they all seem very uh choreographed <laughs> um and uh and, and uh J jake again seems to clean up real nicely he's got a uh one of those uh i don't know what you call that kind of a western tie yeah string tie it's a, a string with tied to a rock right? yeah so. <laughs> yeah i uh i I don't. I, I don't think I could. I, I don't think I could make that that look good. I don't. I, I don't. I'm. I'm not built for that kind of a that that kind of a look. Um, but uh, and I don't know who he's dancing with. I guess it's just some random girl that was in the in the wagon train. But he seems rather happy about it. Um. And nobody. The, the while we're while we're here, I just keep thinking when we were talking earlier about uh, yesterday. We were talking about uh, hair. You know, hair cutting and, and styling and stuff like that. Everybody except for like some of the background characters is very clean shaved. And I don't. I mean, I guess that's the thing. If you look at, if you look at old daguerreotypes and things like that in the eighteen seventies and eighteen eighties, apparently they they did really good with a straight razor. But uh, I mean, I used a I used a Gillette Mach three uh, this morning, and I can still feel some stubble. But these guys are just so closely cut. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not, I'm not sure what the I, I'm not sure how, like in the, I'm assuming this is the 1870s, so I'm not sure how accurate that the typical Western guy, uh, what, what he'd be carrying for, uh, you know, soup strainers and things. I would have assumed they all had giant mustaches and stuff. Um, do you, have you gone for a big mustache ever, Chris? Have you? Uh, no, I, I, uh, I did early, like in high school, I think when I was able to grow one, that was a deal like, oh, hey, I can, you know. <laughs> Uh, so I think I had that, and uh, I, I was always kind of the, the clean cut uh, uh, look. I'm, you know, going through aviation, it was 
uh, especially through college, it was really put out there that that's how you should kind of. Yeah, you gotta have that Top Gun look and just. Well, you wanted a job, you know. And yeah. Was a, you wanted a job, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then it just—I don't know—he got itchy. And so, yeah. Um, but I always said that if, uh, if I hit the lottery, I'm gonna retire to Hawaii, grow a mustache, and buy a Ferrari. So. <laughs> Uh, and, and peel out in the grass yeah that's it it's my yeah. long-term plan so <laughs> that's good work that plan yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i uh i i my my problem is is when i start growing in a beard i i get to a stage where people start throwing money at me from car windows because it just it comes in real patchy i look like oh no i look like i've, I've been sleeping under freight cars and stuff like that so i i gave up I had a beard for about maybe five years and it just never, it never looked right. It always was just look, looked like I glued pieces of Brillo on my face. And yeah, and, I, I had to people that could grow them and make them look nice. Cause I, man, I just couldn't master that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have a couple of friends that, you know, if they let it go for a couple of days, they're instant Santa Claus. They just got, you know, they can grow <laughs> like three inches of, of hair a day on their face. And I'm, I'm, I'm not there. I've had my, I've had my soup strainer mustache for about 30 years now, but that's as far as I go for a, for facial hair. Um, but I, I'm, I'm just noticing that everybody, I, I think except for John Cleese, every guy that's the, well, I, I guess in Brian Dennehy, you know, Brian Dennehy has a, has a bit of stubble, but uh, everybody else here is, is clean shaven and maybe it's accurate, maybe it's not, but uh, just, I guess that's how you can tell the good guys from the bad guys, they're all, uh, yeah. they're all trim and fit. Um, there's even a character in here named, named Scruffy. Um I do. There's a lot of editing in this particular minute uh, that, you know, going back and giving you the, uh, kind of a, a feel of the crowd. Everybody's happy. There's a there's a girl running around with a wooden horse and uh, and dancing with that. And uh, we're getting we're, and as we're getting toward the end of this minute, we have this um, this meeting between Hannah, um, uh, Patricia Arquette and Emmett Scott Glenn, uh, who I think. Uh, Kevin Klein took his turn with Hannah and it wasn't working out because she was explaining how much she wants to have somebody that will settle down and build her a farm. And, uh, and she's, you know, not interested in, the in the, the roaming life as, as, uh, Payton was. Um, so, uh, Emmett is, uh, I, I get the feeling there was like a big chunk of this movie missing because we never saw, the relationship that Emmett had with Hannah and all of a sudden it's this sounds like a breakup conversation that they're like you know he's heading out to California and um, yeah and she's like uh, upset about this and I, it's like well when when did they ever talk I don't know yeah. <laughs> where did where did that come up um but uh yeah she I th I think I think that um, Lawrence Kasdan had a bigger role, a much bigger role for Hannah, that she was going to be this, uh, you know, pioneer girl, and we we're going to follow all of her stories and and be interested in her stuff. And it just, it most of it just landed on the cutting room floor. She's just not that interesting. Um, or she, if she was interesting, we never, we were they never cut it told. All out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he does. Uh, Emmett does have a nice Carhartt uh, jacket, though. I really like that jacket that he's got on. I, um, I think I could. I, I'd I'd want to have something like that on a on a cold winter day in a, in New Mexico. It looks uh, it's really stylish. I mean, it's it's um I'm sure it's just a recut members only jacket, but it's just uh <laughs> it looks it looks really cool on him out there in the uh, on the uh, on, on the, the the mesa. Um, but yeah, I I think that the biggest problem in this in this particular minute is there's some kind of payoff here for a setup that we never got. 
um and it's of course this i guess they couldn't have a four-hour silverado movie it didn't <laughs> it, it would take take too much this this might work better and uh, i don't know if you're watching yellowstone or, or a little or, bit yeah yeah i mean I, I think this this whole show might work better well if it were, if it were made now it would be a six-part miniseries i think um yeah. this is the kind of story that needs about 10 hours to get uh, things moved along. And I think that's maybe that's what when we're looking at these things, it, it's funny how our storytelling has um, has changed. I mean, we don't the two hour movies. I mean, we, we still go to movies, but uh, people kind of binge stuff for uh, you know a day or two watching an yeah. entire things play because you want to find out more about the characters. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, totally different. I mean, how we uh... Uh, how we consume, especially during things like the pandemic and things, where that was it. You just, yeah, yeah. And yeah. one day you can watch Tiger King. You know? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, I. Um, and I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched. Um, I forget how many episodes there were, but on HBO they had the Gilded Age, which was uh, the guy. I think the guy that wrote Downton Abbey wrote the wrote this, and it was basically the American version of uh, of uh, Downton Abbey, but it was set in Manhattan. And they talked about a lot of, pl- I mean, I, I grew up, you know, in the New York area and I, they talk about a lot of places and uh, it, some of it's, you know, a lot of it's right and a lot of it's like changed history, but, uh, uh, you know, you, you kind of lean into it and, and then it's, you watch these, you watch these shows and then you have to go look up stuff and find out more about what, you know, this or that historical event was. Um, but, and, and this is, this is where I think, I think where the eighties movies lose us because it's not there's not enough there needs to be like a whole bunch more but of course you know the way the way things go now in in hollywood it's they'll probably remake this as a as, as a 15 part series and you know watch it again with new ca- new character or same characters new actors doing it um what's well, all about all i can think of for this uh for this minute and uh and this week it's uh it's been a i, I mean everybody gets you know we, we kind of get a random week on stuff like that but it did we did have a a good a good bunch of minutes to talk about the storylines and, and and where we're, where it's going and uh, i think we're i mean we're now gosh 70 minutes into the movie so it's uh it's getting into obviously all the confrontations are set up we've we've ended act one and we're here in silverado so now all the tension has to start building up so that we have things to resolve but i think uh we know where every everything is and uh we're gonna see we're gonna see the tensions increase between Peyton and uh and Cobb and well, all the other characters, but we'll, we'll leave that to other, other hosts in the future. Um, but uh, Chris, thanks for joining me uh, on this, uh, this week. And, uh, and I appreciate how where if you're, if you're listening, Hal, you know, <laughs> we'll be doing some more of these again soon. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, now, and we do appreciate everybody uh, listening in. Uh, if you, if you're listening to this, you probably already know all this stuff. So I, I don't have, I, I don't have to tell you, but I'll tell you anyway, uh, if you're a, uh, if you're trying to find us, we are always available out there. Uh, the Silverado uh, Minute podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, SilveradoMinute.com. We also have scripts and cast lists out there at SilveradoMinute.com. If you're looking, by the way, I, I didn't mention this in most of the typical templates that we do, but if you're looking for any hosts and you're having a problem finding out where the host was, we're also on IMDb. If you go to Silverado Minute on IMDb, we have a complete uh host and get or mostly complete hopefully it's going to be done someday but uh uh, we have a host list and a cast uh guest list 
out there at IMDb. So go to IMDb and look at uh, Silverado Minute on the, in their search bar. Um, also, if you're interested in talking back with us on social media, it's available at the Midnight Star, the Silverado Minutes Listener Saloon on Facebook. On Twitter, you can also talk back at us or tweet back at us or whatever at Silverado MXM. Uh, just want to mention that uh, there are hundreds, over 200 now as we're recording this, there are hundreds of other Movies by Minutes podcasts. They're available at moviesbyminutes.com. So check out that site for more great shows. If you, you Chances are your favorite movie is out there. And uh, if it's not out there, you know, please join us. We're always happy. Uh, you, can, you can join our Facebook group. Uh, there's a link at moviesbyminutes.com uh, to join us. We'd love to help you make, make yourself a, a Movies by Minutes uh, show about your favorite movie. Uh, anyway, come back. We'll have new hosts next week. Again, thanks for joining us here this week. Uh, on the Silverado Minute, and uh, take care. Yeehaw!